The Joint Senate of the House and Senate is where they basically take each electoral state slate in alphabetical order. Um, it's shown to the vice president. The vice president says, are there any objections? Generally, nobody has an objection. And this usually takes about 15 minutes. So um, they get to Arizona, and the Republicans, as they had planned, are going to object. Um, so this causes the joint session to adjourn for two hours. The both chambers, the House and the Senate, would then go into their respective chambers. If you, uh, Just to give a very basic overview of the Capitol building, both the House and the Senate are in the same building. They're just in different sides. Um, so the Senate goes back to their side. The House goes back to their side. And they have a two-hour vote. Uh, two-hour debate, and then they must call a vote, and only if both the House and the Senate vote to sustain an objection is an objection sustained. If either chamber uh, should vote it down, the objection is overruled. Um, if this was ever to actually happen to, this is not in the Constitution, this was actually the result of a law passed in 1876, um, I think the Supreme Court would actually overrule that the whole idea of tossing out electoral votes. But at any rate, um, so this starts around 12 past 1. So about 14 past 1 um, is when Trump's speech stops. So right as basically the House and the Senate are moving to their respective chambers, really they're actually going to get coffees and various other things. Um, Starbucks, got yeah. it. Strip club. You know, huh? strip club. Oh, they don't need to, they have a stripper right there under the desk? Probably do. <laughs> <laughs> so Under the desk? I don't know. That's very so Monica specific. It's very specific. <laughs> but they all call her mother. <laughs> She just works her way around the table. <laughs> okay. Um, it's a Motley Cruz. Imagine style. being a stripper and a guy comes to you. Oh, just, just let me call you mommy. <laughs> sure. So, okay. So the crowd is making their way towards the Capitol building. The Senate and the House are kind of dispersing. Um, and now we are going to basically end up with. Uh, about 1.30, um, you have a pretty large portion of these far-right people starting to congregate in um, at the Capitol building. Now, there's a couple different like walkways and entranceways towards the Capitol building. Uh, the main entrance is kind of almost diagonally across the street from where the Supreme Court is. Um, but then there's those side entrances, um, entranceways. Now, they had all been basically fenced off with small fencing. Um, just basically, not to keep people entirely out. It wasn't that big, beautiful wall we were promised. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Which is for sale now, DT Dubs. <laughs> so, so um, it was just fencing that basically said, you know, obviously this isn't where you're supposed to be. Um, so they start getting around that fencing, and they start pushing and pulling at it. The Capitol Police are telling them to knock it off. Um, but very quickly, um, they start getting violent, and they start pushing and starting throwing punches at the Capitol Police. Um, the Capitol Police then took, 
You know, obviously, I don't want to sound like I'm criticizing exactly how they responded, but they took a very passive kind of approach. They kind of retreated back towards the whole, just the entranceway and the kind of the rotunda that surrounds the Capitol building. They did. They stopped kind of engaging on the actual parts of the premises to keep them off the premise entirely. Well, um, maybe they just thought they were fucking lunatics who would, like, go you know, get tired, yeah, eat I a mean, nap, and go yeah, home, you know. A lot of them took selfies, though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> fucking crazy. some Bastards. of them were, I think, I think there was, there was a lot to this. I, I think there was, uh, I don't think necessarily a plan to allow this to happen, but there was definitely a kind of passive like don't incite this too much um but the idea when you see how these people were acting right from the get-go the idea that this was not going to escalate um was pretty apparent it was and how do you not think all of that is disrespectful that's the first thing i thought when i saw this like you claim to love america but you're literally disrespecting one of the most sacred places. Oh, and we're going to get into how they well, showed some respect. They did. In a minute, I, so. Are you going to talk about mob mentality and how that changes the brain processing? We will right? talk the a little bit about that, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so there is some mob mentality going on here. and um, But remember, a lot of this was planned. So they planned to do this. This was Even not, still, yeah. right? Still yeah, like yeah. the same thing, right? Yeah. So... But, so but that, I think if I signed up for something and then you said, being, oh, let's storm the Capitol and start destroying what is supposed to be, like, the most fundamental purpose of what you're fighting for. Like, right, my fellow Americans, you are destroying the most... But it's, that's it's like destroying a church. But that's what I mean about mob mentality is it's like this, like, energy, this, like, yeah. you know, something else that takes over. It gives you the adrenaline rush. It gives you the dopamine feed. It gives you the whatever... And it kind of takes over your rational thought process. Yeah, we're going to talk a lot about why why we think these people, you know, why I think these people got involved in this in the okay. first place. Um, but let's talk about what actually happened okay. um, first. And so they took positions near the entranceways and around the, the, the Capitol Police. Take positions near the entranceways. The crowd continues to fight with police, and rioters at this point are brandishing lead pipes, pepper spray. A little after 2 p.m., a person by the name of Julian Eli Cater and another person named George Pierre Tineos were filmed taking a uh, bear spray, and they sprayed a police officer by the name of Brian Sicknick with this bear spray. Um, now Brian Sicknick would end up dying. Oh, so. oh my gosh! Was um, either one? Of, so there was like shit. one guy that you see with like the long horns. Yes, I'm going to talk about. Him. Well, I wasn't he, sure. he was not one of the he people was not one of those that two. did okay. that. I'm trying to think to about because I have bear spray. Yeah, I'm just trying to think about like the recognizable faces for. So yeah, um, they didn't show his these two's pictures much. Um, now there was a firefighter who was filmed throwing a fire extinguisher. Ouch. His name was, um, I have it written down somewhere. Um, Joe. I, um, I don't Joe. see it. Uh, and I, that's a firefighter name. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's it the Jets guy, though. He's the Jets fan. 
Yeah, could be the same guy, Joe the plumber. So <laughs> I, I, I had his name somewhere, but Tony. I don't see it right here. Um, so we'll there was it. a film of a former firefighter who was who had been seen throwing and hitting a Capitol police officer with the, a fire extinguisher. Um, this was reported to be what killed Brian Sicknick. Um, just for clarification, this did not kill Mr. Sicknick. He was not the Capitol officer hit by the fire extinguisher. Oh. So there was not like a conspiracy to cover this up. And um, it was not Brian Sicknick that was hit with. And that firefighter was arrested. I'll have to get his name later. No worries. Um, but at any rate, um, fighting continues uh, around the building. Um, from outside, rioters start breaking some windows, and they use that to gain access uh, to the inside of the building. And then Capitol Police really didn't stop them from kind of forcing their way to the door and opening up the door. Again, Capitol Police really did fail in this um, situation, and um, I, I guess... Can I ask you a question? Are Capitol Police, like... Federal. I, I don't, okay, because I was thinking like mall cops. Just, like, like, I didn't want to be like disrespectful right and say, like, are they like Paul Blart? But you're saying they're they're actually like legit. They are a legitimate federal um, police agency. They're the only police law enforcement agency, however, that's appointed by legislature, not oh, by the president. Oh, okay. Um, so they are part, they are appointed by the legislature, but they are legitimate. Uh, law enforcement agency. So full on training that all the like stadies go through and shit like that. They were um, trained in Vermont though. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, I or mean, Fall River. One of the two. Yeah. So they are Everybody they are think. legitimate law enforcement. Um, they would be more of a specialized than like state police training, but they are a legitimate okay. law. I just wasn't sure if it was say. like like Capitol Police if they're like really like mall cops. You know what I mean or what? Yeah, and they had. Um, you know, the Washington, D.C. Police Department did offer to assist. I don't believe that they were ever taken up on it. Um, realistically, the president had a responsibility to bring a National Guard. Oh, not just realistically, accurately, so, Dave. Yeah, yeah that's so, true. Um, this <laughs> For was, sure. This was a point where National Guard should have been brought in right away. Um, no and, fucking shit. Yeah, yeah they're, so. they're brought in for 100%, a lot less. Yeah, yeah. you're 100% right. Less. 10 out of 10 so. on your evaluation. But that doesn't mean you're that... You're a crick, sir. Yeah, that, I mean, they still, they, they still really, the Capitol Police could have done a much better job. Mm-hmm. So, um, but at any rate, they didn't. And so the rioters end up opening the doors and several thousand people. Now, the estimates that I was talking about... Um, the estimate that the overall protest itself, this includes people who did not enter the building and people who did, um, is around 10,000. Um, they say around 2,000 people, uh, last I checked, had actually been entered the building. There's been about 500 arrests. So 10,000 showed up, 2,000 went in. What actually went inside the building. Okay. Yeah. So they say most of the people who actually went there did not go inside the building. Now, whether or not that's accurate, I can't tell you. These are estimates, you know. Um, but um, so... The people that did go inside the building um, to show, as Gracia was mentioning, their respect for the country, they began urinating 
on the walls. Um, they even uh, defecated on the floors and began smearing their feces along the walls. You gotta be fucking. It literally damned. reminded me of jail. It's like, like who who thinks of that? I'm just gonna go in there, and, drop my trowel, and, and just you know, crap prisoners. Yeah, like I've had prisoners do that. Not people who are like, but they're mad at the system. But it makes Doing no that sense. Doing that to them yeah, makes no like, fucking is, sense. That's what a toddler does. He's like, I'm going to pop yeah. my squat and exactly. squeeze out a chocolate monkey and yeah. rub it on the or walls. Or like a male dominant, I'm going to piss on this? Fuck off. And John McCain was had just lain in state there. Mm-hmm. Like, think about that. Like, yeah. it, he hadn't died that previously before, and he, had, yeah. he was laying in state. And in the Capitol building, right, we were there. Not Steve, because he Not blew Steve. us off that weekend. Come. But um, like it's like a there's like a circular you enter and then yeah. you're like in a circular kind yeah. of hallway before you go off to the Senate or in the House or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's where he was. Like, mm-hmm. and these people who uh, theoretically respect our heroes and our military, that man laid in state there and they rubbed their fucking shit on his memory and his right. mm-hmm. place of rest. Yeah. I it like literally made me sick to my stomach because most of these people claim to be so pro-american and you're literally shitting on the one thing you stand for like want to go destroy something go destroy something else yeah what the fuck yeah i have i have an angrier story about it but i'm waiting to see if dave covers it but go ahead steve oh i was gonna say it reminds me of uh no offense, Craig, but it reminds me of when ca- Canadians... When, fan- Canadians, when, Canadians, when Canadians... What do we do with like, our shit, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> they don't even protest. No, like, no. When, they when, just the hockey game. No, they do protest. They when, say, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. It's oh, about... No, 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 no. No, no. What about um, the uh, Vancouver Canucks lost to Stanley Cup? Oh, Cone, he was going there. And they rioted, just like usually they do. Usually? They usually. <laughs> That's a great well, adjective. To be fair, the Eagles rioted when they won the Super Bowl. We're talking about Canadians. <laughs> so, I, I'm pretty sure that was all foreigners who were visiting. They're a whole other animal. Actually, Bostonians actually did riot too when the Red Sox won. That is true, World but we're talking series. about Canadians. So, no, seriously, that reminds me of you know sports. You know when that happens, you know they riot because. They like the team or whatever, you know. They they riot because they want to get their testosterone out. I think that's a brilliant metaphor, actually, because it's that blind loyalty, it's that blind love, it's that blind alliance to whatever they say. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's mob mentality. Um, but there's a lot of individual mentality that takes over in this situation because, yeah, you're talking about a difference between energy versus rage and so we're gonna we're, we'll talk about that later but let's okay. kind of table <laughs> on that page reminds 25 me of, reminds me of the clip where these people were singing rage against machine songs <gasps> yeah. i fucking love that <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> and i was like <laughs> i posted it i was like i don't think these people know yeah, what this yeah, song yeah, is yeah. about yeah. Oh, and they're God. holding a blue lives matter flag and I'm yeah. like, dude. <laughs> yeah, and they're singing Killing in the Name of. <laughs> Some of those of armed forces yeah. are the same that burn crosses. Yeah, that's 100% like, anti-police. I know. Yeah. Like, let's just take out the rest of the fucking song. Well, they say that line, like, probably ten times ten in that song. Ten fucking times. Like, over it's and like, over That and thing you over. keep saying, I do not and think And you watch the woman waving the flag and she's yes. like, do what they told 
you. You are fucking a piece of work. I don't think you know what that means. Where did you get your degree, my friend? <laughs> Do you speak English? Yeah. Can you read all right? Or they just tell you what to say? <laughs> Okay, so... That's the best one, Steve. I love mm, that one. Jill good. shared it. I, yeah, I think I shared yeah. it. Did you share it? Not, well, probably, but... Mm. So, the guy that you were asking about, the one that dresses up the Viking... From uh, Arizona. He, yeah, he's from Arizona. His uh, name is Jake Angeli. He, at the time, was a QAnon shaman. Um, shaman. He has a special diet, he's I remember this. He's, he's, he's a very sensitive he's stomach. Yes, he has a... Oh, baby... He does have a he has a he ha, he gets a hurt belly um, from prison food. Hello, bad tum tum from the mm. prison food, or from bending over and touching his toes too many times in a row, or from taking the big one, right? <laughs> for, for, for those that missed it, there was somehow. a hand gesture. <laughs> On the Thanks for the one. narration. Oh. If you get too many of those milkshakes, you can get a sad tummy. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't I know it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dave. I didn't know that Steve had personal information. So, um, Jake Angeli was the one dressed as a Viking, and he went into the Senate chamber, and he let a bunch of other idiots into the Senate chamber. Um, they began um, uh, destroying um, information within the desks and stuff, looting through, trying to, you know, just basically causing general um, problems. Um, he left a message um, addressed to Mike Pence saying justice is on its way. Um, now, it's important to note that because Trump kept telling these people that Pence would not do the right thing when he gave them the speech, Many of these people actually intended to hang Mike Pence, and they kept saying that they were going to hang him. Um, and Nancy Pelosi. So. Can you imagine being him and being like, dude, these guys voted for me two minutes ago. I know. Yeah, and Dave, cut me off here if you're going to talk about it later, but I think it's important to talk about um, AOC's experience here. Do, do you I have wasn't going to talk about all their individual experiences, well, but you can bring up AOC later if you want. Well, if we can just hit on her, because... Sure. These people, they've been trained to hate her, and um, basically people in this crazy group started tweeting about how they were coming for her. So she was hiding, she was cowering somewhere, afraid she was gonna be raped, afraid she was gonna be murdered, afraid she was gonna be tortured. Like, this is a, this is a woman who represents the state of New York. She's a professional woman. And, and what blows my mind about all this is, like, I, I know that a lot of men don't understand, but women, most women are sexually assaulted. It's, like, if that's a fact. It's, like, every one in three women is sexually assaulted. One in three women are afraid for their lives because something's happened for, to them, right? And the rest of us know that because that statistic is so high that we're at great risk. Like, I don't get into my car when I leave my gym that I own without checking the trunk and the back seat and will sometimes still pull over on the way home just because I'm not sure if a shadow I saw was someone that creeped out that I missed, right? Like, like this experience for women is traumatic. And to add sure. this on top of the fact that they were saying they were coming for her, mm -hmm. like, I just can't even imagine, yeah. you know? You know? You're just trying to do your job. Like, she's just yeah. doing her job. 
Yeah. And now she's afraid for her life, her safety. They were coming for her. Coming for her. Can you imagine what that must have felt like? And here she is. Uh, Mm -hmm. A A small, frail. A representative of the United States Mm -hmm. of America. You know, like, to me, that's mind-boggling. And a lot of the Republicans who would later end up calling this a tour were actually quite... Quite fearful for their lives at this point too. In Out fact, left, some of them were this? calling their own family um, in tears, and now they're minimizing it. They're like, "Oh, there was never a threat." You know, they were calling their families, crying, yeah, of, over what was happening, um, and. <laughs> They were now they're saying, oh, well, it was just a tour, all right? Yeah, well, that's the men, because that was not the women, and it was not AOC. And I'm not saying that I'm a big fan of hers or not. Actually, I'm I'm honestly not a huge AOC fan, to be honest, to be fair. But no woman, no person should have to feel like that, but for Mm -hmm. sure, no woman should ever have to go through the trauma of what these motherfuckers put her through. And they don't, people don't even, I think respect what that feels like that's that's all i'm saying is you don't even, it's not a crime right so like they can't be indicted for scaring her oh actually they were but committing that, a crime but that fear <laughs> but, that you put in that woman yeah. like is not okay it's not know? okay yeah um and i think what's important to also note is that anybody who entered that building committed a crime or actually went onto that property committed a crime yeah and you know, the, there were, like I said, there were people that did not actually breach the Capitol grounds. Those people did not commit any crimes. And just like everybody else, they had a right to protest. You have a right to say, I don't agree with this election result. Right, right or wrong. But the people who came onto that property grounds did commit a crime. So, Although some of them okay. committed a crime with uh, representing rage against the machine wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> That's true. Big Ridge man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so um, now, well, after they get out of the, uh, or some of them are out of the chamber of the Senate, they broke into Nancy Pelosi's office, and so the person that was um, filmed with his or pictured with his uh, feet on the desk is Richard Barrett. Uh, he's enjoying his time in jail right now, Thank waiting God. trial. Um, but um, the person who actually committed a more serious crime was a woman by the name of Riley June Williams. She stole a laptop and then tried to sell it to the Russians. Is that true? Wow. Yes. yes, that's true. That seems very like whoa. Yeah, she, it seems like something that Don yeah. would say. She stole you're the laptop. Don C, you're supposed to say that. And um, when they uh, they found out about where the laptop was because her bro- her boyfriend actually is the person who turned her in. And he turned her in not because she stole the laptop, but because she told him she was going to sell it to Russian intelligence. So that's when he said, well, <laughs> I'm going to turn you in. And yeah. he turned her in. It's just so. but, but, like, back up for one second and, like, humanize this, Dave. Because I remember when we went to D.C., we went there to watch a Patriots game, but we toured the Capitol mm-hmm. building first. And one thing that I remember was you took a picture of Nancy Pelosi's office. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it made you feel full of pride, right? Sure. Like, so, like... And even if you don't, like, even if that was Paul Ryan's office still, thank God it's not. (laughs) But, uh, you know, just because, you know, 
we live in the moment that we live in, but the, the what that nation, what our nation is, what that building is, is bigger than any of us will ever be. It's bigger than any given moment in our history. Yeah. It is a sacred place, and it is whether we like the people at the time or, you know, because we've all had a president that we didn't like. I certainly didn't like Trump. I didn't like Bush, but I liked Obama. You know, I mean, sure. so, you know, there are times in our history where we we need to remember that we are custodians of something bigger than we are custodians of a vision of what a government and what a society can be. Not what it's achieved, mind you, but a vision of what it could be. That's Beautiful. That's it a is. beautiful statement, Dave. Yeah. I and I think that I felt that watching you take those pictures because I could feel the pride. I could feel your sentiment coming off just you standing there with your cell phone. And and I kind of bring it up now because, like, as Americans, this is a crime against all of us. Yes. This is it a is. crime against that vision. This yeah. is a crime against this, you know, ideal that we all have, that we all hold true as Americans. Craig doesn't know because he's Canadian, but the rest yeah. of us, the rest, ignore this comment. Yeah. But I, that's what I was saying before, when they were creating all of that stuff, I remember looking at it like almost hurt. Like It is hurtful. It's, it's a hurtful. crime against us. Even though you're not in my house, that's, it's, it's hurtful. It's our house. Wait, let me right. stop this. You guys were hurt? Yes. Yeah, you didn't feel that when they were destroying things? Like I this felt that, your, like I this mean, is something your, we're supposed to be part of. Well, he remember how he blew off that weekend though, in DC. Yeah, Steve yeah. has no feelings here. Yeah. Ignore no, the man in the corner. <laughs> Craig yeah, didn't okay. feel personally. Pass on Very Steve. Tough. Craig can speak more than Steve can about this whole thing. <laughs> Craig showed up for that weekend in DC. Craig did show up for that weekend. I got a tattoo to prove it. Um, anyways, uh, I just feel like I was hurt when they were doing that. Like yes. you're hurting. It's almost like if someone went in to my parish and destroyed my my church is important to me so if you went and destroyed my church i would also feel the same way it's like it somebody is tried to go in and destroy your country mm -hmm. yes and you're it's it's something you care for even though you think it's fucked up you still care for it it's like your fucking cousin or something right i don't know but you feel it you know i'm just trying to say like it's like your family you no, feel something i think you're exactly cousin. right and i i brought it up because I just I have that strong memory from that one weekend of watching Dave take that picture of Nancy Pelosi's office because the, it, it, the feeling that he had radiated to me like I was like proud to be to be his sister seeing him have this moment you know what I mean like it, it impacted me that's all I'm saying yeah. and so to have somebody destroy that it, it hurts me because it hurts me, but it hurts me because it hurts my brother, who clearly had a lot of pride in and that, well, that makes position. Sense. People you know? who serve this country, too, yeah. Republican or Democrat, people who had given, and it disrespects those who have given the ultimate sacrifice. Absolutely. So. It disrespects so many. Yeah. It disrespects the vision. I, thought, I think what you just said five minutes ago was, was beautiful and brilliant. And I think it's a, it's exactly right. So. so, but unfortunately, they're not done hurting things, and this is going to be one of the saddest parts of our story. After destroying Nancy Pelosi's office, um, the rioters make their way down the halls around three fifteen, and they find a hallway. Um, past this hallway is actually where. 
congressmen and women had been hiding. And the rioters are trying to get through a doorway and a window. They've mm -hmm. broken a window. And they have been told by a Secret Service agent to get away from the window. A 35-year-old woman by the name of Ashley Babbitt attempted to breach through the window, and she was told one more time to get off the window, and then the Secret Service agent shot her. Um, this is, you know, I, nobody wanted anybody to be shot. For sure. These people are emotional, I get that, and... You know, Ashley Babbitt, unfortunately, had some mental health issues um, that are pretty clear. We look into her background, um, you know, she may have had post-traumatic stress. She had served in Iraq and mm -hmm. in Afghanistan. Um, but when she finished in the military, she was working uh, over in Maryland. She was married to a gentleman at this time, but she became um, involved with another person named Aaron who had a girlfriend at the time. Aaron breaks up with a girlfriend. Uh, Ashley then um, gets in trouble because she followed her home, deliberately smashed her, uh, drove into her car, rear-ended it three times, got out of her car and threatened to murder this uh, young lady. Um, shortly wow. after, she moves over to California. She became obsessed with right-wing politics and QAnon conspiracy theories. Um, she posts several um, social media clips where she's driving down the road just ranting and threatening and just really... And it's unfortunate because this young lady clearly needed help. She, yeah. didn't know, she should not be dead right now. Um, she needed mental health uh, assistance. Um, so it is sad that she is dead. Um, she obviously brought, caused her own death. The officer who shot her had no he had no options you know these people were rioting and they're, they're absolutely they, mm -hmm. she was breaching he warned so, her yeah you know it, it's it's very sad what happened to her but the officer involved was not responsible yeah so, donald trump was responsible mm. so i'm sure he feels terrible part <laughs> <laughs> that's a fucking douche um <clears throat> worst human ever yeah this doesn't deter the violence, though. The, sh the you know, and it's it's sad because they eventually, you know, you're seeing um, on the news they're taking this woman through this crowd, and you can see they're taking this body, which is clearly, unfortunately, deceased. They don't stop. This doesn't even slow them down. Trump is um, tweeting at this point. Thank God. Um, at 224, Trump tweets, Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what should have been done to protect our country and constitution, giving the states a chance to certify a correct set of facts, not the fraudulent and inaccurate ones that were previously asked to certify. And the USA now demands the truth. So that was one of his tweets. Can I just say, I, I, I'm glad you're going to read his tweets, um, but... I remember watching this episode of Bear Grylls, which I love Bear Grylls for the rest of you who don't, but Obama was on it, and Obama was saying he wasn't even allowed a smartphone. Mm -hmm. I remember that as well. Something had come up, so I'm thinking like, how the fuck did it go from Obama, mm. who's like a well-educated, like, articulate man, wasn't allowed a smartphone to tweet on, and Donald Trump, a fucking asshole, so, motherfucking douchebag with a low IQ 
is given full on access. It's actually funny. funny. Prior to him hiring Kellyanne Conway, he has a um, political campaign advisor who would actually hide his phone. That's why he fired him. But the guy would say that he would see this like wild look in his eyes, so he'd run around hiding his phone in his tablet so he couldn't tweet something ridiculous. If you think about it, it's a security risk because there's so many phishing emails and whatnot Mm -hmm. out there. You he clicks on the wrong thing. It Our is government is now risk. hacked. He yeah. probably picked on a hundred of those big, get a bigger boner emails. Busty Asian, busty Asian yeah. babies, or yeah. busty Asian boobies or something The whole like time that. he was president, I kept thinking, why is nobody taking away this guy's fucking phone? It made no sense to me. And he kept retweeting yeah. jack-offs, and it's like... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's just funny to me because Obama had said... It was on that episode yeah. of Bear Grylls where he was like, running I'm not even allowed a... Running wild with Bear Grylls. You're right, Jesse. Yeah. And he was like, I'm not even allowed a smartphone. Yeah, it was he, to take a selfie with Bear Grylls. That's right. They it was something take a fucking selfie stupid and, like and that. Obama had to ask one of the security guards that was with him mm-hmm. to borrow his cell phone so mm-hmm. he could send it to his daughter. An intelligent, articulate man yeah. not given a smartphone of fucking Trump. It was like... Yep. Ten times the man. Lord. And he tweeted some other things this afternoon. He tweeted, uh, on, remember, no violence. We are the party of law and order. Of course. Respect That's the, the law and our great men and women in blue. They the, are beating with fire extinguishers. And, and flag sticks. And yeah. flag sticks and spraying with pear, bear spray and, you know. Nooses. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's somebody else taking his phone saying that kind of stuff. Now, Trump's legal team is actually trying to tell him, you've got to get this stopped right now. Well, Kel- Kellyanne, um, too, but, right? She was... Yeah. I mean, everybody on his staff Kellyanne. is trying to stop him. Kelly he won't rescue. stop, and he basically is... Um, now his legal team is actually telling his aides... Do not go anywhere near Donald Trump. Do not say a word to him because you could get yourself implicated in a serious criminal act. Um, But Trump won't listen. Um, But eventually, he gets enough calls um, from Walden Republicans um, that he decides, okay, I am going to actually get in trouble. So he decides at 417 to go on TV. He says, I know your pain. I know your hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you got to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order, so go home. We love you. You're very special. I know how you feel, but go home and go home in peace. Your mommy thinks you're special, baby. Yes. So... Um, shortly after, some of the rioters do start to leave, and law enforcement begins to get a hold on the situation. Now, at 6 p.m., I'm going to read what Trump tweeted and then delete Wait a minute. It. Just one sec. One sec. So these people are fucking rioting. Yeah, I know. Destroying the fucking Capitol. Assaulting people. Murdering people. People are dying. But they're fucking checking Twitter to see what Trump is telling exactly. them to do yeah. next. Every couple Probably. Seconds. Like, yeah. I mean, I never yeah. thought of that until you, like, put mm-hmm. it into context like that. And I'm like, wait a minute. They have it's a live a, feed. It's like the, <laughs> and it's 6 p.m. Like, on the fucking board, like, he, at a concert. Yeah, it's like he, the word of God. <laughs> at 6 p.m., he tweets, These are the things and events that happen when a sacred landslide election victory is so unceremoniously... Sacred. 
and viciously, viciously stripped away from our great patriots who have fought so badly and been treated so unfairly for far too long. Go home with love and peace and remember this day forever. True story, Number bro. One, there's a lot of big words there for him. I don't know that he... No, it's all right. Well, it's I've been that high the, before. <laughs> <laughs> There's no like, one else that would have I'm like, he's thinking about. of the, you know, when he was talking about when he uh, he died like a dog, a big dog. Like, come on. Like, his speeches usually are like small grammar school words. Mm. Not that that was a lot of big words, because it wasn't, but they're a lot yeah. for him. Um, he, I don't think anybody would have assisted him, though, at this point, because they would have been worried about <laughs> he, getting he in trouble. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Dave, I mean, do you have any about Ivanka's Trumps? Because she, uh, Trumps, do you have any Ivanka's tweets, tweets at the same time? Because she was tweeting very similar fucking bullshit. I did. Was I, she? I was, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't see for her time I think the reasons, was not going the brother to was. I saw go that. I didn't over see everybody's, because um, there are a lot of them, and there's, there's a lot of individual stories into the Capitol, like different people what they experience but for just for time yeah. reasons i just didn't go makes sense i only yeah. bring her up because they for a long time people have said that jared and ivanka were like the liberals of the trump group you know but she was tweeting basically exactly the same shit the whole time that's crazy i'll yeah. have to go back and look yeah. at that she was because i knew her um, brother was and we Eric can probably was. put it somewhere on our page yeah so. yeah yeah um, send me a message so all right, so now after the rioters have left, um, the uh, Congress does come back into session, and the Arizona challenge was not sustained. Now, the Republicans originally thought they would challenge Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Nevada, um, but they only continue at this point to challenge Pennsylvania. They should never have done that, um, but they did it anyways. Um, at 3.40 a.m. Well, Eastern... they were at the sex toy store in Pennsylvania, so they were probably adequately distracted. <laughs> and there's a lot of Amish deliciousness in Pennsylvania. <laughs> so, at 3.40 a.m. Eastern Time, the fa- final tally was in, and Joe Biden did win the 306 electoral votes to 232 for Donald Trump, and he would be inaugurated on the 20th of January, 2021. But now let's talk about um, what happened um, as far as people who died, because several people died in this uh, situation. In the insurrection on in January the insurrection, 6th. and uh, as a result of the insurrection, a total of nine people would die. Oh my gosh, I didn't even know it was that high. Yeah, so um, Officer Brian Sicknick was hospitalized the day after the riot. Now, there were some reports found to be inaccurately related to his death, which we already talked about, about him being assaulted with a fire extinguisher. Um, That is not how he died. His autopsy was never released to the public, but his cause of death was said to be multiple strokes suffered on the day of the riot. Um, Now, Officer Sicknick was actually my age. He was 42 years old. Um, The only reason... I thought you were 43. <laughs> he was 42 at the time oh, of yeah, January. Okay. You are. So, he was being... 43 now, though. <laughs> That's been... where Steve How old are you, Dave? You just upset him. Is that the one fact you're going to contest? Dave, don't be a snowflake. <laughs> and Steve, don't be a whore. A whore? On January 6th, he was 42, which was the same age as me. On January 6th. So Correct. Of last year. 
of this year. Of this year. Of 2020. 2020. 2021. <laughs> so, Get your years straight. <laughs> yeah. So he died um, of what was reported to be multiple strokes. Um, he had no prior health issues. He had his own prior drugs, anything like that, and is, that we know of. Um, so it would sound like he would have had to have been under enormous amount of stress to have multiple strokes at 42 years old. This is, you know, a generally healthy young man. Um, Ashley Babbitt, of course, was the person we already talked about. Um, Kevin Greeson was a 55-year-old man with high blood pressure, and he was one of the Trump supporters. He had not, as far as we know, breached onto the building, but he had gotten onto Capitol grounds. He collapsed uh, kind of near the steps where the um, Congress had once sung God Bless America after 9-11, uh, right, right around the corner from there. He... Uh, just collapsed and died, according to reports, of a heart attack. Um, a woman by the name of Rosanna Boylan was another Trump supporter and strong QAnon. She was killed due to traumas. Um, basically, it sounds like she was just involved in some of the fist fighting that was going on with oh. the Capitol Police, and she just you know, got too many injuries. And she lost. lost the fight. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, fuck Fat around and find yeah, no out, cross. right? Yeah, no cross. So, um, Benjamin Phillips was a 50-year-old Trump supporter. His cause of death is still questioned. Um, some have indicated he died of head trauma, and others have suggested a stroke. Um, so it's kind of a little hard to understand how exactly. Six of one, half dozen of yeah. another, though, right? Let's go. Um, a stroke is really brain bleed. It's brain bleeding, yeah, right. so... Let's just go at head stroke. Yeah. Lots of so. strokes. What kind of other strokes are there? Oh if boy. it's not a head stroke? That's what she said. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of head strokes. <laughs> Your laugh on that was great. We also have four police officers commit suicide. Oh. Officer Jeffrey Smith. Commit suicide, I didn't expect really? That. Oh, I yes. heard this, yeah. That's like four. the saddest thing. I didn't know it, it was is. that many. But I knew some did because of it. Yeah. Um, four. Uh, four. Officer Jeffrey Smith, Officer Howard Liebengood, Officer Gunther Hashida, and Officer Kyle DeFreytag are four co- uh, Capitol Police officers who committed suicide as a result of their experiences on January 6th. So, so like, this was very traumatic, so obviously. PTSD or like some kind of involvement like nobody knows? or um, hmm. So my guess would be PTSD. Um, it was after, you know, definitely. You know, they it, didn't com- commit suicide there. They did it yeah. later. So. Right, but maybe after, like guilt after involvement. But you think it's PTSD from the <sighs> That would be my initial suspicion. I don't, I, I mean... If they were involved, nobody's going to report it, right? Right. So. Uh, well, somebody might. You know, somebody like might, shit comes out, right? To 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 my knowledge, no one's no one suggested anything like that. So. Okay. And I have an unpopular opinion about the well, insurrectionists. Well, at the same nope. time, they, when they, Dave gets to it, we'll get to it. But that's just why I was asking. But at the same time, Dave was saying they didn't really do their job, so maybe they felt like they didn't really do their job. Like they felt like they had a duty, yeah. and they didn't perform. But wow. PTSD you know I mean? is a very severe, a very severe PTSD thing. PTSD is extremely serious. Yeah. They must be. already had something going on, though. 
Um, not necessarily. PTSD it doesn't can take be... Listening, if you listen to AOC talk about what this one day did to her, like, I, I can't even imagine, like, <clears throat> that was kind of what struck me. That's why I brought it up, was the stuff they were doing was so brutal. It was so unexpected. It was so intense. It was so, like... Barbaric. She felt like they were hunted. You know what I mean? Can you imagine feeling like you're being hunted by people? And so maybe these officers felt the same way. You know, I don't know. I, I can't even imagine. I can't even fathom it. No. But it brings a good point where David's saying they, they really didn't do much. So maybe these guys felt a little... Responsibility. Responsibility for what happened because they should have... It's very possible. I mean... I mean, you know, we're only speculating. But. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to speculate without any information whatsoever. I mean, it could be that they may have had some involvement. Maybe some of them had encouraged it on social media. We don't know. We simply don't know. Well, did they know? So. I'm sorry, this is going to be wicked unpopular again. But did they know how they committed suicide? Because four people is a lot of people. So if they, like, committed suicide by all shooting themselves in the head, okay. But what if it was, like... Poison. They all committed suicide via um, drinking. So, like, so they all committed suicide at different times in different places. So it's not like a suicide pact. The, um, the mechanism. I, I I'd have to look, but it's probably random. Um, I didn't look at that. Yeah, specific. I'm, I'm, I'm just curious. Learned that yeah. drowning is the way to go. Uh, so. I'll talk about that later. But. I'm just curious uh, only because, like, you know, like, what if it was a plot to eliminate? Oh. You know. Yeah. To eliminate people who could maybe testify against some of these loonies. Um, Getting into the weeds. I don't know. Make them. Yeah. You know, I there mean, had to be good. people on that Capitol Police Force who were very sympathetic to the rioters. Absolutely. There absolutely were. And, and again, it's, it, it, it's not really right, though, to speculate these people because we don't know. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's really like... You know, for all we know, they died of PTSD because, right, 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 you know, and we're, here we are saying that, you know, they might have died because they were involved. Well, we don't have any reason. No, absolutely right. So, we don't have any reason. I was just curious if you knew so, anything else. No, I don't know of any information that supports any of that. Doesn't Craig, mean look it up. Google it. So. Craig, Craig's going to whip out the Google so. on you. <laughs> it's Craig's Google. Not anybody else's so, Google, though. Now let's talk about what led up to this. Um, I'm just going to very quickly go over Donald Trump. Donald uh, John Trump quickly. Um, is one of the, is the wealthy heir of uh, Frederick Trump, uh, born June 14th, 1946. Shortly after his birth, his mother was stricken ill. And so Trump would be ma mainly cared for by aides and his father in his very formative years, and he was often neglected, according to Mary Trump. Uh, Fred Trump. Wait, Mary Trump was his niece who wrote that expose, yeah. right? A okay. psychiatrist or person. Correct. Yeah, yeah, she's like a professional mm -hmm. yeah, mental health yeah. person. I don't know what she does. Fred Trump was himself known to be a manipulative, self-centered, and highly racist individual. He was arrested in 1927, participating in a Ku Klux Klan parade in Queens, New York. He raised his son in a similar fashion, and he was known to often nickname his children, um, various things. Donald Trump's nickname was Killer from his father. Gross. <laughs> so, Gross. Um, Do you remember the Joneses? They had a dog named Killer. Yeah. Yep. So, 
Donald Trump to be grew up to be uh, what many around him would refer to as a sociopath or a narcissist. While he's never been officially diagnosed, um, one can see symptoms of narcissistic personality disorder, and I'm just going to read what the symptoms are from the Mayo Clinic and see if this sounds like anybody you know. Okay. Has an exaggerated sense of self-importance. Steve. Has a <laughs> sense of entitlement and requires excessive and constant admiration. Steve. Um, <laughs> expects to be recognized as superior um, even though he does not have traits that would justify it. Steve. Um, exaggerates achievements and talents. Uh, is preoccupied with fantasies about success, power, brilliance, beauty, or the perfect mate. Craig. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Believes they are superior and can only associate with superior people. Uh, Monopolizes conversations and belittles people and looks down at people that they perceive as inferior. Expects special favors and unquestioning compliance. Most men. Um, takes advantage of others to get what they want. Men. Have an inability or unwillingness to recognize the needs and feelings of others. Men. Yeah. Uh, be envious of others and believe others to be envious of them. Just Steve. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Behaves Steve. in an arrogant or haughty manner, coming across as conceited, boastful, or pretentious. Men. Um, we should do a show on this is having fun. the best of everything, for instance, the best car. Oh, Jill. Uh, <laughs> I would, I would, uh, I do have a nice car, though. I would, uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, disagree, disagree because with you that. drive a fucking really hot Tesla. Steve, okay. Thank you. It's Steve. Thank it's Steve, Steve again. Thank Back you. to Steve. Thank Never you. mind. I thought it was me. Steve, the stop Audi being impatient <laughs> because we're not receiving driver. special treatment. Right. That's our That's, next I'm, I'm betraying my, uh, <laughs> But have you ever heard, like, there's a series on Netflix on Donald Trump, and I don't know if it's still there, but it's like a three-part series. Mm-hmm. I watched it just... Unfit. Is that what it was called? I think so. There's a part in it where he talks about his relationship with Marla Maples and his wife, and he kind of touches on some of this, and he pretends that he's not... The New York Times calls Donald Trump's office and says something like, we want to quote, and he is talking as his, he, if he's his assistant but it's actually donald and she's like i know your voice but sure go ahead tell me what you think and it was about the vacation they took in colorado where he invited both of them so he had his family living in one suite and he had marla in another Mm -hmm. right and she says how did you think you were going to get away with that and he said um as his assistant he said as a rich man with my power, with his power and his money, he deserves a tight pussy. And this, the current mm-hmm. pussy had already pushed out three kids. Oh. Yeah. So he, I mean, this he's is definitely respectful of women. So yeah. this, like, narcissistic, what you're talking mm-hmm. about, Steve, literally brought me back to that moment where Steve? she was saying. No, we're uh, just. Dave, we're sorry. Just Steve, she, she said your name Gracia so many times. thinks all you men are the same. You're the same. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm um, sex Except but, the Canadian. But when Dave is talking about this, you think about these things that Donald did throughout his career, mm-hmm. not just his career as a president. Right. Yes. His career as a person, as a businessman he did all of these things throughout that whole time well you know in the mid 90s he famously said something like if he ever ran for office he would do it as a republican because they're stupid yeah they're stupid and they're sheep and they would just fall for it even though he'd been a democratic 
uh, contributor for years. Mm-hmm. He contributed to the Clintons, yeah. even. He contrib- yeah, I mean, so... Who yeah. doesn't contribute to Bill, let's be honest. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah. Yeah. You didn't contribute to Bill? <laughs> All right, so... Um, <laughs> As one can say, see, that Donald Trump does show these symptoms on a frequent basis, and he's shown them for a long period of time is where we were going with this. Um, And the thing is, while he does not have a diagnosis of narcissistic personality disorder, um, just like, yeah, just like, I mean, you don't have to be a doctor to tell that somebody just had their head decapitated, you know? Right. Um, and with Trump, it is this apparent. He is narcissistic, highly narcissistic. Um, and his behavior, it, it's not just a problem how he acts, it's what he normalizes. And I think Joel alluded to this earlier. He normalizes racism. He normalizes narcissism. He normalizes sexual assault. He normalizes sexism, sexual assault. He normalizes belittling people who are seen as inferior. He normalizes stupidity. He normalizes Well, that's the part that I understand. Like Joe was saying before, with people who support him, how do you think that this is okay? How do you look beyond... Well, yeah. How do you look... I'm sorry. I just can't... I struggle with this on the daily because literally one of my best friends, like, in the world... And Craig and I were talking about this because she and I are so aligned on most things. So, like, this is like, how did she become this person and I became this person? You know what I mean? Because we are so So, let's talk about... Um, the people who got involved in this. Now, the three main groups, now, there were many groups involved, but the three main ones were the Proud Boys, who I'll talk about in one second, the Oath Keepers, who were very similar but more violent than the Proud Boys, and then there's a group called QAnon. So let's talk about the Proud Boys first. The Proud Boys are a group of um, boys that are... (laughs) I don't know what happened. I swear to God, I didn't touch him. I don't know what... He went outside with Jesse, I think, on like a break. I'm good. I'm chill. Okay. Uh, You're welcome to come outside if you need. If you think their name is funny, as Steve does, let me tell you how they got their name. So the Proud Boys actually got their name from an Aladdin song. Oh, nice. Classic. So, yes. From an Aladdin song? Okay, so what fucking song is this, Dave? It's called Proud of Your Boy. Now, this song of course. was <laughs> going to be in the movie Aladdin. And, however, they decided that because of time constraints, they weren't going to include the song in the actual movie. Is that um, Aladdin? This song? Hold on, I've got it. Is it? it sounds like it, yeah. I don't know how exactly, but I am. Say I'm slow for my age, a late bloomer, okay, I agree. 
So somebody heard he just that. Just said he was, was like, slow for his nature. Somebody not only heard that. He listened to it over several hundred times. He what? is convinced that maybe the, it gets better. That Aladdin is um, <laughs> apologizing for being male, and that males are being made to apologize for being male. You should and be so, honestly. Honestly. Well. According to him, he's very proud to have a pee-pee. <laughs> and someday, it will be a fascinating little wiener. A little It'll wiener. Grow. I fucking love that. Um, so. At what age does your little wiener become fascinating, boys? I'm just curious. Boys in the room? Uh, like zero. <laughs> so. Jesse, what age did your wiener become fascinating? By who? Yeah. <laughs> I Good guess point. this is more of a beauties in the eye of the beholder kind yeah. of question. It mm. definitely is. So they form their little group of little boys who are proud. <laughs> who love their penises. <laughs> they love their little weebies. I'm going to send that song to Gracious. And they, they, I'm posting um, that, yeah. Uh, they're very, they're, their moms can be proud of them, too. So, um, <laughs> don't share your um, weakness with our boys. The Proud Boys are also known to be quite violent. Um, and they have organized a lot of inc incidents where they have encouraged violence from their members. Um, and. <laughs> not Dave, than I'm sorry, you're going to lose me. <laughs> Fall on the floor in a minute. Okay, Steve. Well, they got some violent members. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> he said members. <laughs> this is like Beavis and Butthead with Steve watching. Steve isn't Beavis or Butthead. He's just like watching it. Because <laughs> it's 10 o'clock and like Steve's like, I ain't So, um, fire! <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the Oath Keepers are a slightly more violent um, group than the Proud Boys. They've actually planned um, things such as assassinating uh, governors, stuff like that. They've gotten caught with. They were trying to try to kill Governor Whitmer or, or kidnap her or something mm. last year. They got arrested. Um, so those are two of the groups. But the third group is a group called QAnon. Blow your mind. It will, they will blow your mind, all right. They, these people are fucking Tapped. Um, so, um, when, now, but there's a lot of questions about who is QAnon. Um, when you, Agree. When you go online, you will constantly see three questions a lot. What is QAnon? What do they actually believe? And is it a cult or a conspiracy theory? So I'm going to try and answer um, those questions. The first one I can tell you, um, QAnon is based on a conspiracy theory. And I will go over what that conspiracy theory, their primary one, is right now. It starts with the belief that there is a deep state. This is what they call it. Um, and the deep state is a large group of well-connected pedophiles and Satan worshipers. Um, mostly are actors. Um, some are uh, various politicians, but they did throw in the Dalai Lama and the Pope, too. 
Um, just to be safe. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta put some good people in there. Yeah, you, you, you know. Pedophiles. But wait a minute. Like, this whole conspiracy theory that's a large group of um, pedophiles, like, that's Jeffrey Epstein, right? Like No, mm-hmm. no. So these this very large group of pedophiles and um, uh, Satan-worshipping pedophiles run the entire world, and they not only molest children, many of them believe in something called adrenochrome, which apparently they think you can get from eating children. Oh. Um, so they believe that this... Well, what do you mean by eating? eating no, like, literally, in, yeah, like cannibalism. I've heard of this cannibalism. before. Yeah, so they believe that this group of Satan-worshipping pedophiles that runs the entire planet um, eats children and... Um, Drinks their blood out Yeah, they, they believe that... The adrenochrome can reverse the aging process, and that's Mm -hmm. why they do that. Um, Many members of QAnon also believe in a slightly um, similar theory uh, that just doesn't involve the pedophilia, which is called shape-shifting alien lizard theory. I saw that on Buffy. Um, Yeah, it's very similar to what you see on Buffy. It's basically a theory... That aliens um, who populated the earth, they believe, um, were lizards and they can shape shift and their descendants run the planet. So, mm. um, and that's essentially somebody recently murdered his own children. I saw um, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was a QAnon that believes in the whole shape-shifting alien lizard thing as well. <laughs> so he killed his children. So he so killed his children. We're not looking like such bad parents now, are we, Jesse? <laughs> I never said anything. <laughs> you being Don't she project on us. She didn't eat you either. Like, That's both true. Sides we didn't eat you, sexually assault you, or murder you. You're lucky. So Very lucky. <laughs> Thank time. goodness. When you're sleeping tonight, you know you're good. <laughs> <laughs> They also believe specifically that the deep state, when they're not too busy eating children, they produce things like um, cuckold pornography to... Wait a minute. Cuckold? Yeah, cuckold. Cuckold? Cuckold? I think think they want to know what that word means. So cuckold is actually, I believe, an old English word. And um, it is basically... When somebody has a spouse who's having an affair, is called a cuckold. Um, now, why there's... can't they just be called a spouse who's having an affair? An adulterer. adulterer. Because the idea well, of the, the you're not the adulteress. You've got yeah. the cuck, the cuckold. and you're holding it. The cuckold, like a, like a no. cock. No, I actually <laughs> no. believe it's or a cuck. What's no, a cuck? No, the the cuck is the Every dude in the situation. Every time I do a hand thing, where she takes my wand. <laughs> I know because it's going down. So, I'm like something's it's, happening. It's close to this. Yeah. So effectively, cuckold pornography is based on, and I uh, depicts um, people watching their spouse, um, generally with African American men. All right, Greg, um, Google it. And, <laughs> and so use your work basically, use your work computer. The QAnon people often believe that. Um, the deep state is responsible for this too to belittle white men. Um, so because white men's dinkies are smaller than African American men's dinkies. Hey, black dinkies? size matters, right? <laughs> black size I am not white. <laughs> Steve, thanks for that. <laughs> 
clear on there? No, I, you just I have that. Like all we... size matters. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's not true. That's Greg, are you seeing something good on the internet, or what are you looking at there? He's looking up Calcultor. Well, uh, I was looking up the it. derivation of the word, because that's what I do. <laughs> because it comes from the cuckoo bird. Does but, it? Yeah, don't want to get into a long. All size, size matters. That's right, Craig. So cuckold. Yeah. So, <laughs> Keep anyways, going. Um, that's cuckold. our next hashtag. Oh God! So, all size right, matters. You know. Somebody said that to me. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah. So um. Proud to be non-white. You might be now <laughs> wondering what can be done about this terrible deep state. Um, so they have a savior though. Um, Thank God. Yeah. As Dietrich Eckhart once said, who was uh, part of the Nazis, we need a messiah. Agree. Unfortunately, there are no messiahs nowadays, so they went with Donald Trump. Oh, good. That's <laughs> so, horrible choice. Close enough, um, close enough. The savior, Donald Trump, is going to save us oppressed white men um, from uh, the from deep state. by jobs. Yeah. Where are white men oppressed from? Uh, uh, well, because there's devil-worshipping pedophiles running the world. Um, they don't get blowjobs, unless yeah. it's from each um, other. I think like white men yeah. get blowjobs. Uh, except from each other. Except from each other. That's Did a you, valid point. No, nah, I don't want to interrupt. <laughs> so. What? We're all interrupted. <laughs> so, um, Donald Trump will save us from the... Blowjobs. From <laughs> the... The deep state. <laughs> the deep state. <laughs> <laughs> it's her fault. She said blowjobs. I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> deep state, no blowjobs. Who can do blowjobs? So, and he'll do this with the storm. Now, the storm is. It's um, a good when porn name. It is kind of like Stormy Daniels. It actually does make sense. Like it's like you know. I saw her strip in Wisconsin. How old? That's cool. Yeah. Really? Small story. Wisconsin, you said? Yeah, she stripped at one of the places. Take notes. Seems like exactly. Have you ever done a strip What's the zip code? How much did it cost? What the shop? No, I've been to too many. Okay. So in the storm, the Trump will enforce the military to go all over the world and kidnap all these deep state members. Good and, idea. <laughs> of course, we need protection. Um, we need um, we need him to put them all in Guantanamo or just kill them. Yeah. Um, and of course, anybody who opposes the storm would also end up in Guantanamo. Makes sense. Um, so. So all women will be there. But now, the, it comes the good part. The oh. best is yet to come. Woo! After the storm, there's going to be an awakening where the whole world is going to realize that QAnon members were right all along. <laughs> And that we should have listened to them, and that these members will have all sorts of wealth and social prestige. So prestige. prestige so if we didn't drink the Kool Aid. So, um, so let's think about why do people follow this kind of thing? So, when you think about conspiracy theories, and there have been studies done by psychologists on people who believe conspiracy theories what what goes on in their brain and one of the studies that is based on 
the five-factor model, which I'll explain what that is in a second, um, finds that the uh, being a person who believes in a lot of conspiracy theories has a strong negative correlation to agreeableness. Now, um, when we say believes in a lot of conspiracy theories, we're talking about people who just believe in a high number of conspiracy theories or conspiracy theories that most people don't generally follow. Because more than half the population, it's important to know, believes in one conspiracy theory or another. So it's kind of a broad subject, but you know, you get into something like John F. Kennedy, many people believe in that. Mm -hmm. um, there's various conspiracy theories. That, Bigfoot, Craig. The moon, um, Craig. I looked for him, I didn't find him, he doesn't exist. You, think, you don't so. think he exists? I couldn't find him. Just I bought all the beer I needed to go hunting as Bigfoot an aside, and never found him. Craig spent a while looking for Bigfoot in the yeah. woods, completely sober. And but I feel like him. you just didn't look hard enough, Craig. All he he was completely sober. You just have to look right, down. Right, that's the problem. <laughs> gotta get in the mind of the Squatch, man. Oh, yeah, you gotta get in the mind of the Squatch. I think he exists. <laughs> Yeah. So what makes people follow things like QAnon is, or Flat Earth, or things like that, right? Um, those types of conspiracy theories are a little bit different than just, you know, somebody that looks at an event, whether it's a Kennedy assassination or something, and says, you know what, I don't think the official uh, explanation here is quite accurate. Um, that's a little bit different than somebody who believes you know, the world is being run by shape-shifting mutant lizards or, um, you know... Oh, a, just a little. Yeah, a little bit. So, um, it's not openness, though. Uh, let's talk about the five factors really quickly because some of our listeners may have never even heard of this. Um, so, the five factors are just one of many ways that... Um, you could measure personality. Uh, you can remember the factors that they use with the acronym OCEAN. Uh, OCEAN stands for openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. Um, so when you think about any one of these five factors, um, unlike something like Myers-Briggs where you're extrovert or introvert, right. in the five factor they go by just the level of one factor. So um, we don't call somebody necessarily introverted um, in the ocean model. We would say they have low extroversion. Um, it's also important to note that these aren't pass-fail type things. Um, when you score, it can be actually in some cases, you know, can give you problems in life to be too high in any of these, just as much as it could be problematic to be too low. Uh, so um, when you that's think why Jesse's not here, hmm. by the way, he's too high. <laughs> yeah, he's too high. He doesn't have high conscientiousness. <laughs> so. Not too high of the conscientiousness. <laughs> so well, he's too high. Maybe. Yes. So when you think about um, you know people with con who believe in these conspiracy theories, they like to insist that they're actually just more open-minded. Um, openness to experience actually does not seem to correlate here. Um, some of them are, most of them actually aren't. And you'll find this with general conspiracy theorists too. Um, oftentimes what you'll find with a person who believes in conspiracy theories 
is yes, they're open to anything that supports the theory that they happen to believe, but they're actually very dismissive of any evidence that's contrary to it. So um, you don't necessarily see high openness with high conspiracy theor theories, although you do tend to see one particular facet of openness, which is imagination being high. Um, so each personality trait has six facets. Uh, and the facet, the personality trait that, uh, like I said, um, correlates mostly with uh, conspiracy theory is agreeableness. And I'm going to read uh, what the six facets are of this. And what you're going to find out is that if you think about a lot of um, people that you know that may be into some of this QAnon or just Trump stuff in general, uh, you can kind of see where they might be low in some of these things. The first fast. Hey, wait, do we know any QAnon? Do you know any? Nope. I know. Okay. Right. But you just said that I was like, wait, does anyone know a QAnon? I don't. They are Probably. everywhere. They are all over the place, but um, you don't. You're Canadian. Stop. I think I might join. So the six facets. <laughs> see what happens. The six it's, facets. I want to join a cult just to see what happens. I mean, yeah, it depends like, on their health insurance plan. I, I'm kind of sorry I missed the insurrection. That was probably pretty fun from a distance. Fuck what? off. <laughs> Craig. No, Craig is a fucking funny. asshole. No, no, no. I'm serious. That would have been such a trip going there and seeing all those people. No. Talk to a few of them. Figure out what's going on upstairs. Did you just get high while we're on? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was happening, Craig? Hey, we had I was a sitting break. right beside Jesse. We had a break. <laughs> Craig definitely but went crazy. There's a, a cult nearby me, and I always want to go nearby there. Nearby me. Yeah, it's the next town over. I always want to go to one of their church services because what the fuck? I want to find out. So I get Same. the, you know, I want to see it, but. So. The six facets of agreeableness are trust, straightforwardness, altruism, compliance, tender-mindedness, mind and modesty. Did you say tender-mindedness? Tender-mindedness, okay. yeah. Sensitive. Do you have that, job? Sensitivity, empathy, things like that. And when you think about um, some of the, or just Donald Trump in general, does he have tender-mindedness? No. Fuck No. Um, when I think you his think mind of, is pretty soft. Yeah, when you but think about But his followers the, have to have it, right? Because they have to follow him. Not necessarily. So when you have low agreeableness, you'll oftentimes attract to other people who have low agreeableness. It's mm -hmm. confirmation bias. So when you think about somebody like a Trump supporter, they very low in trust in institutions in general. Um, I guess I was more thinking like Dave Koresh because I was thinking of QAnon. So, or like you need somebody to like we'll, follow. We'll talk about uh, cults. Yeah. QAnon is not. We'll we'll talk about how they relate to cults. They're not really a cult. It is more of a conspiracy theory. But I'll oh, talk really? about that. Okay. I'll talk about that. I felt like it was that. a cult before, so I'm glad you're, it, you'll clear that up. There's yeah. So we'll get into that after. Um. But I mean, there's probably a need for a new definition <clears throat> there. But for now, we'll table that. Um because we will get back to that. Uh, so trust in general institutions you see is low. Uh, obviously, they don't trust many institutions because they think they're being run by alien pedophiles. Um, Same. Straightforwardness, mm -hmm. obviously not something you would think about when you think about Donald Trump. Um, straightforwardness is actually something that a low score 
in um, correlates to high, Joel can say it, Machiavellian. Machiavellian. Machiavellianism. Um, low straightforwardness does actually um, seem to uh, correlate high with that score. Do you it's, know what Machiavellianism is? No. Yes. Um, so it is very similar in some regards to narcissism and in some regards to psychopathy. But um, you think of those three things, they're what they call the dark triadic traits. And there's a lot of overlaps between them. Um, so what differentiates a Machiavellian person um, from psychopathy, especially when you think about factor two psychopathy, is that people with factor two psychopathy especially are highly impulsive. Machiavellian people are plotters. They are people who are highly deceitful. Um, they look to manipulate others and to get what they want. Um, our society has kind of a unfortunate value, though, of Machiavellian behavior. You will hear things like, this guy's a go-getter who'll just do whatever it takes to win. Things like that. That's Machiavellianism. I'll do whatever I need to do to win. I don't care who I screw. Um, they are also people who... Um, one of the things that I would say, if you wanted to differentiate them between kind of narcissistic people, um, narcissistic people tend to have this idea that everybody is a narcissist. Some people pretend not to be, but I'm a narcissist who just tells you how it really is. You know, I just tell you like I see it. Everybody thinks the way I do, but some people oh, really, that's, yeah. that's narcissism. That's totally him. Um, totally him. Everybody thinks the way I do. And everyone says that he's a, what's the word, tells it like it is. Yeah. yeah. Everyone says that, bro. Oh, right. Yeah. That's what they like about him. He's people. an average Joe. Mm. Uh, what? Yep. Machiavellian people, though, they're different. They will tell you, you know, some people get it and some people don't. I get it. You know, everybody, you know, if you want to get ahead in this world, you got to be willing to do what it takes to get ahead. And if there are people who get that and there are people that don't. That's kind of a more Machiavellian attitude. So narcissists kind of see themselves as almost more moral because they're just being straight honest with people in their own minds. Um, whereas they think that other people are just pretending not to be narcissistic. Machiavellian people see other people who are not act who don't act Machiavellian as people who just don't get it. Um, Psychopathy, they actually realize that there's something seriously fucked up about them. Um, you know, where, so it's kind of that, you know, um, idea that, you know, if you think about how you relate to the rest of the world, when you're Machiavellian, you kind of, you disregard morality more than you think of yourself as moral. Like, narcissists almost see themselves as, in some ways, moral. Mm -hmm. um, whereas Machiavellian people are like, morality is for idiots. Yeah, you know? Thank you so. for explaining that. Yeah. Mm. So. I always thought they were painters. Fucking <laughs> 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 Steve. Uh, I so. love it. Altruism is another trait of agreeableness. And when you think about these um, assholes who, I'm not wearing a mask. Why should I wear a mask just because somebody else can get sick? You know, that's called low altruism. 
that means you don't care about other people. You don't care about those who are vulnerable in your society. It's only when you do skits like that that I wish we had our video component active. Oh, Dave's such a good actor. He is. Have uh, you ever been in like plays or something? No, I haven't, but you know, I think I you used should do, do it. This, I think it'll be fun. I used to do this in, 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 imitation of uh, Jack Nicholson in The Shining. That this All right, let's see it. We have let's to see it. it. If, let's see if I can do it. <laughs> I'm not going to hurt you, Wendy. Me the fucking back, Wendy. I said I'm not gonna hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains in. That's all. I'm gonna bash them right the fuck in. Oh, 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 oh. oh my god! I really Dave thought he was gonna hit you. I really thought he was gonna hit you. I am glad I wasn't. Oh my god! I'm glad I wasn't Wendy. I'm sorry, Grace. I hope you're okay. Yeah. I feel that Dave and I have some fun friendships over yeah, the years. He, he moved away from the Although mic. Although he did cut you off. It. Um, so there's also compliance. Now compliance is also something you'll notice they're very, they pride themselves on not. Is compliance like complicity? It's, yeah, to some degree and being willing to just obey rules and, you know. Um, so people would obviously, you know, again, um, these aren't pass-fail traits, so it's, and sometimes it is good to have some lack of compliance, you know, you don't want to be over the top and just do whatever you're told, but at the same time, you know, we live in a society of rules and structures, and you have to have some compliance with them if you want to function, so, I mean... A romantic picture of Trump and Pence just popped up. <laughs> he keeps bumping up on his screen. <laughs> it literally was a picture of Trump and Pence, like, kissing. You've done <laughs> a lot of research on that laptop. Yeah. So, I do, Researcher. Yeah, that research. Too. That, too. I was researching, so not... <laughs> <laughs> Cuck porn. Uh, you yeah. guys missed it. Sorry. Tender-mindedness. Obviously not Trump's strong suit, not his supporter's strong suit. Again... Uh, you talking about people who refuse to get vaccines or wear masks, you know, and the thing I'll say to people who might disagree with me on this, you know, I have a friend who has a teenage daughter who is in the autistic spectrum and she can't communicate. So if she was to come down with something like COVID, she could not necessarily um, communicate her symptoms right away. So she could be, her life could be jeopardized um, by something like COVID. So you know, the idea of spreading um, a, a, a disease like COVID, and while we can certainly appreciate that, yeah, it's uncomfortable to wear a mask, sure, you know, and, you know, we all want to make sure when we get a vaccine that we're safe, but, you know, the idea that you shouldn't care about other people, um, you know, if that was your daughter, I think you'd see it differently. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you totally would. I think people should be, you know, taking this very seriously. If you don't want to get a, a vaccine or wear a mask, then stay home. Mm -hmm. Just don't leave your Agreed. house. Yeah. You know? It also stems further than COVID. They just don't care in general. They don't. They yeah. That's it the is. whole voter thing earlier. They don't care. They don't care of others. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They don't have. And the final one, which I always laugh when I think about Donald Trump, modesty. <laughs> so, he seems super modest. Yeah, he's, he's very modest, yeah. Um, obviously, so when you think about all these facets, you can kind of see how people who are 
heavily into this far right line mode of thinking are actually low in this very much. And we talked a little bit earlier about, you know, Republicans, what they used to be versus what they are now. And one of the things you'll actually find about the Mitt Romney type Republicans, they're not low in agreeableness. And they're actually very high in conscientiousness. Um, so in other words, they're organized people, they like things in structures, stuff like that. They're you know, um, but they're highly compliant. They believe everybody should follow the rules, things like that. That's kind of conventional conservatism, uh, where Trump is not conventionally conservative at all. He has no agreeableness, does not believe people should comply with rules. You know, fuck the rules. You know? Right. Well, this is why um, Mitt Romney and him always disagree. <clears throat> Mitt Romney has come up many times saying, like, I don't know who this guy is. He is very anti-Trump. Yeah. He is very anti-Trump. And the openness is also something that, con, you know, con, traditional conservatives are not highly open-minded people. And that's another one of their um, traits. Uh, they don't generally like, you know, uh, gays or things like that. They want society to just kind of stay the way they're used to it, predictable. They want everything predictable because they have low openness. Um, whereas you, know, you might find a lot of far-right people have some openness. Um, some of them don't, but some of them do. So it is interesting to think about how different the true conservatism is from Trumpism. Um, and not that I'm trying to give a commercial for true conservatism, because I'm not a conservative, but um, it's important to realize that a conservative person is really just a person with kind of a different set of personality traits that you know, make them see the world a little bit differently, but they're not unreasonable people like these right. people are, you know, and, um, you know, but at any rate, so we, when we talk about that particular personality trait, then we have to talk about another one when you deal with QAnon and Trump supporters, and that's neuroticism. Now, neuroticism also has six facets, anger, Depression, anxiety, um, vulnerability. And <laughs> <laughs> the, like, I'm I like, one. How, I like how he uses his fingers. Yeah, yeah, I do too. That missing one. I was thinking, um, is it like a me, myself, and anger, I thing? Depression, anxiety, vulnerability. There it is. Loneliness. Uh, Let's guess. Um, Loserism. I was thinking loneliness. I started singing Britney Spears. Oh, it's right, it's away. right on the top. Uh, impulsivity. That's a word. Yes, impulsivity. Definitely. It sounds like something I would say. Yeah. Okay. So that was a <laughs> sense. Well, you I might can... say it because it's a word. Keep so going. when you think about neuroticism, um, and you think about Trump supporters, and it's important. It's actually a good thing that Gracia actually brought part of this up. She has some impulsivity. Most of us have neuro some neuroticism. And you should have some neuroticism. We're going to talk about vulnerability in a second because that's the most important one. Um, but when we have extremely high um, levels of this or 
And this is one of the areas that I think that education fails, is that we don't teach people how to manage these things. Manage your anxiety. Manage your anger. Agree. It's not It's part of the mental about, health Yeah, in this it's country. not necessarily yeah. about not never being angry. It's about knowing how to manage anger and knowing how to manage depression and knowing how to manage anxiety. Well, like, we have to have a physical every year, but mm-hmm. we don't have to have a mental health checkup no, every year. You don't. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting, when I first went and got sober and went to AA um, and, you know, heard a lot of drunkologues, you know one of the most common things? Drunkologues? That's what they call them, your story, your backstory. Drunkologue, I love that name. Yeah, so, but one of the most common things I would hear is people saying, you know, I couldn't socialize if I didn't drink. I would try and talk to people. I would get so anxious. I would feel so tight. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, you know, we don't teach people how to manage that anxiety. It's not that you should never feel nervous or anxious. It's that you, you should know how to process yep. it and how to kind of breathe into it and experience the feeling because it's important to have the feeling, but then be able to still function in a... a positive way yeah in that vein um so i'm a member of one year no beer as well as quit like like a woman and they both talk about that is that Mm -hmm. it's not like the not to go on a weird tangent but it's not the alcoholic craving it's like the how you live through these moments like how you breathe through them how you accept them how you imbibe you know accept them as your own story right and then move on from them yeah it's really interesting that was one thing i thought was interesting in iceland they um encourage mental health for every single person so it's included in your health i think it should be should i honestly so they have universal health care anyways but they're also all encouraged to have a mental health check-in i don't know why we don't i don't know why we have to have a physical checkup every year but we don't have to have a mental health checkup every year totally feel the same uh, and honestly, personally, as part of my story, it's like physically I'm in great health. Like I have very low blood pressure. I'm a daily runner. Like I'm in good shape. I can do a lot of things. Um, I don't have health issues. However, at the age of 45, I've had two full-on nervous breakdowns. I've quit jobs that I shouldn't have quit. Like, you know, because emotionally mm-hmm. I'm not at the right Point. And like when we went on this DC trip that we've talked about a few times this time, I had had an emotion, uh, a full on nervous breakdown literally days before that trip. I'd quit a six figure plus income job on a whim because I just had a breakdown, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, but it's hard country, here because it, there's the stigma of having a mental, inter- mental problem is that you're crazy, you're this or that. I feel like we don't appreciate we don't understand it we don't don't understand it it. that's the problem you know there's that old song uh you know god forbid you ever had to walk a mile in this person's shoes yes amen um you know to judge people with you know mental health situations um you know life is hard for a lot of people and you know, Life is hard for everyone. Well, that's you the know, part that I, that's... what you just said, I think this is the part that I think that people don't understand. It's not just walking around in their shoes, it's that everybody has mental problems. Everybody has everybody. a story. Everybody has a story. So, and when we think about neuroticism, there is one of the 
extremely dangerous facets is vulnerability. And of course we should all have vulnerability to some extent. If you woke up this morning, looked out your window, and there was an F5 tornado in your backyard, you should feel vulnerable. True story. And your fight or flight will trigger because you're in danger. And I would suggest in that situation, probably choose flight. Uh, don't go try and box the tornado. But <laughs> no, run to the basement. <laughs> yep. But um, that's your survival mechanism. Now, when people have, especially when people have a lot of anxiety and high vulnerability and they don't handle it well, their fight or flight mechanism can trigger really on the drop of a dime. And this is one of the problems that you will see with the Trump supporters and when you see them in some of these clips where they're highly aggressive towards people, they're, you know, extremely out of control. But what's happening is anything that makes them feel vulnerable triggers your fight or flight mechanism. And when your fight or flight mechanism goes off, your cognitive functions slow down and your adrenaline comes up. So you're not, you're not in a rational state. That's why they're acting irrational. Their brain is basically saying you're in danger. So it's going into that state that you are in when you are in danger. And that's what's making them so hard to keep under control. And that's one of the reasons that you will find that these people have behaviors that are just, they seem so illogical. Mm -hmm. But they are illogical because there's no rational thought process behind it. It's all just survival mode, you know. And they're almost like constantly in this mode. So when you're a person who has low agreeableness and high vulnerability, you probably have a lot of issues in life. Um, you probably have lost a lot of jobs and fired from places you probably had a lot of difficulty maintaining relationships you know and not to stereotype these people but a lot of them are you know not living to their potential um to say the least and part of them is aware of that but this is another area where your psychology and lack of agreeableness can really come into play like we talked about the incel movement recently about white men who uh, are upset because women won't have sex with them um, don't seem to realize that that might have something to do with the way they act around women. Um, they don't want to acknowledge that. They don't want to take responsibility. That's neurotic behavior. It's low agreeableness. Um, you know, I don't want to self-reflect here. Um, <laughs> so. Steve's like, wait. I was sleeping until that point. That's what Steve said. So. But I feel like when you no, were... I was just, listening. What'd you say? Steve, don't mess me up. Um, when you say you don't have to self-reflect, a lot of guys don't even see that part of themselves. At all. They just don't see it. Yeah, and a lot of people, just in general, don't have high self-reflection, honestly. it's not. It's not just males, but, you know, males... You were saying man, then. Yeah, but I'm talking about the incels, but I'm I, also in just the general MAGA kind of personality trait. Like, they don't have high self-reflection. Um, so that's part of the issue here. So when your life isn't going the way you'd hope, and you don't want to take responsibility, then what do you look for? You look for somebody who is going to tell you it's all because of illegal immigrants. 
and it's all because of yeah. the me or whatever other boogeyman he creates for you that allows you to reflect away from your own self. Deflect away from yeah, your own self. Yeah, deflect away from your own self-reflection. And basically, when these people get into that mode, it's like they'll protect it as if it's something they need in order to even survive it's like any challenge to trump any challenge that takes him away makes them it triggers that vulnerability that they have because they don't want to self-reflect they they want to blame other people for their situations they want to look at the world as you know it has this fictional hope that they're clinging on to and that's part of their survival yeah and it's like because that is being was it was effectively in their minds taken away when joe biden won the election you took away my safety and for a lot of these people that's really how they felt and so they reacted with fight or flight mechanisms Mm -hmm. um and the fact that trump kept parroting this idea that it was stolen you know, and he kept telling them over and over and over and over and over and over again. Because they, they rigged it. They stole it from us. He was adding coal to their fire. Yes. <clears throat> and so, and then, but then you get a third thing that comes into play, which is mass hysteria. So when people get into a group, and we talked about folio do, which Craig can pronounce better than I can. Um, but say it, say it, baby. Fleurde. Oh. He's a he's a French speaker. That's fancy. So, well, um, he's Canadian, and Canadians speak English and French. They have two national languages. I didn't know you're a French Canadian. No, not. he's not. And don't call him that because he's from Alberta, and they don't really like that shit. Uh, so. so when uh, you get, he can speak French. When you get a group of people together. And they are sharing a psychotic behavior or delusional behavior. Mob mentality. Mob mentality. Good one. Comes in. And it is... It doesn't... um, That's a way I'm trying to phrase this. It doesn't alleviate their responsibility for what they did. But it is easy when you are in a large group and the large group starts chanting or doing something, is very easy to get kind of caught up in that to moment. To get pulled into it. Sucked, yeah. I'm going to say sucked yeah, in. Yeah, sucked in. And even people who have maybe more rational thinking processes could easily start going along with things like that when they're in a large group that is very energized. Now, Trump's rallies, of course... They're also designed to energize people to get their adrenaline going. You mm-hmm. know, if you've ever watched clips of his rallies, they usually have a lot of music playing very loudly and very upbeat in the beginning, right before the rally. Now, generally, when you go to any political rally, there's some music going on, but it's not as loud. It's not as generally, um, there's a mixture of different types of songs because they're trying to attract a different audience. But if you look at what they play at the Trump rallies, it's always. Um, you know, fast beats, um, you know, very loudly played. It's it's designed to get you hyper. Hyped mm-hmm. up. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're so. ready to go in the pit. Like you said, you yeah. went in the pit. You're ready to go. So, 
and that's, but didn't a couple bands like get mad at him for playing their music? Yeah. Uh, yes, and um, not to get too involved in how that whole thing works, but if you are a rock band, in most cases you own the um, copyright to... There's two copyrights to a song. There's a copyright to the song itself, and there's also copyright to the recording. Most of those bands don't own the copyrights to their recordings. This happened to Taylor Swift, yeah. so I know all yeah. about it. Um, yeah. But to like wrap up this particular episode... Yeah. When you think about these people, I think what you have to understand is it's, it's a combination of low agreeableness, high neuroticism, and mob psychology that drives this type of behavior. But more than anything else, it takes a person like Donald Trump to incite mm. it. And like I said in the very beginning of this episode, not taking this seriously is a very dangerous thing. And, you know, Donald Trump needs to go to prison and not for any two, six months. He definitely does. He needs to go to prison for a very long time. He caused the death of nine people. There are nine people that would... He incited anger. He incited violence, anger, and he got people killed. Yeah. And yep. uh, this is no joke, and it's no I joke. I think other people them. would have been charged. I do. If this were a different situation, I think people would have been charged. I think if a black gr if a group of black protesters Amen. had ran at, at the... Um, <laughs> Black and gluten-free. Black and gluten-free. No, gluten anybody free. else would have been charged with this, and he they got up on stage shot. and fucking said, Imagine do it. Imagine if a black, a group of black people had tried to rush the Capitol Who were also gluten-free. Gluten-free or not, they would have Joe been shot by the right Capitol now. Police. The Capitol Police would have opened fire right away. Amen. Uh, they would have. And that's the thing. Like, and, I, I want to play devil's advocate. Is that devil's advocate? Like the other yeah, side? So, that's the thing. So, um... I would not say Trump alone. I would say because like, then you could blame Fox News, you can blame other outlets. You can, so there's a yeah. lot of blame to go no, around. No, you're right. Steve. The fact that he publicly said it though, for sure, starts it. Yeah, he so starts the game. It's he's the, the president of the United States telling right. these people he's the to fucking, fucking president do it. Of the United States. Yeah. No, it, it's hard to say he, he should be in jail for it when there's it's a like lot Tom of Brady get up and said, "Fucking kill people at my game today," and he would be charged. I just keep reflecting on what AOC said as a woman. I just keep reflecting on her story, like nobody else's. Nobody else's story is in, as impactful to me as hers, only because I'm a woman, and I've been afraid. I've been sexually assaulted. So have you. The, you know, like... Uh, the other thing is that when you create what they call a zone of danger, and you do it on purpose, you are responsible for it. So if I... For example, decide to take a gun and blindfold myself and fire just randomly and see what happens. Okay, I'm responsible for where those bullets go because I am the one who fired. Even though he didn't intent on killing you, I agree with that. Regardless of intent, I create a zone of danger. Yeah. And Trump metaphorically fired shots by telling these people right. go do something violent yeah oh, he know. said fight for what you believe in. like he yeah. told them to so, fight. And, and that I'm, zone of dangerousness is incredibly important dave of growth i'm super glad you brought it up so i mean it's not he didn't say to them hey you know what go wave signs in front of the capitol building yell at the top of your lungs make sure people can really hear your voice 
he told them to fight. Right. He told them oh, to I, be violent, and that's the difference. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. It's just... Uh, I, don't I mean, think, there are other people who need to be charged, too. I don't think, like, he's solely to blame, because they were going there to do that no matter what. He stoked it for 40 freaking years. Not 40. Four, four years. 40. 40. <laughs> he's no one now? But, like, other, other people also stoked the fear, and every, so it's like... He was just the leader of that. Yeah, well, mm. I mean, and the people that physically committed the the actual act are obviously responsible, too. And there's been a little more than 500 people arrested um, as a result of the Capitol insurrection. Um, and there are other people, like, I could see charging Mike Lindell. Um, he has frequently posted that pushed this whole election conspiracy. I definitely believe that all of the lawyers who filed the election lawsuits should, at bare minimum, be disbarred. Um, they done that to Giuliani. Yet? I mean, he's been disbarred some places. So why does he keep showing up in court? That's what I don't get. He can show up. I don't think he's a lawyer. I think he can yeah. show up as like it's witnesses or a sculpt of consultant. Yes, I can't talk right See, like, now. He, no one. He, he, they, keeps filming. All that. of those people need to be disbarred. Right, but I wish I liked wine. It's delicious. Mm. Um, this is pretty good. Mm. No. We gotta get used to it, Steve. <laughs> but I feel like Giuliani is a weird case because he was at one point this like hero, and then he turned into this like crazy man. No, he was always crazy. Oh yeah, for but sure. But he did the whole. Yeah. No, he did. He clean was, up he, New York. Blah 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 blah. All right, Dave. So what can we expect from episode two? This is the, this is the episode. Oh oh, we, this is finished. it. Wow. So this would be we got. I was expecting four weeks of buffer time. Now I think next week. Thank you for listening to us on this episode of Cocktails, Mocktails, and Crime. Be sure to subscribe in your favorite app so you don't miss an episode. You can also send us an email to cocktailsmocktailsandcrime at gmail.com. Or follow us on Facebook or Instagram at cocktailsmocktailsandcrime. Or Twitter at CMCrime1. See you all next week.